Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live, the fastest growing podcast in the libertarian movement. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Tonight, we'll spend a few minutes with Nicole Schultz, who's running for Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. Then LSU makes a fantastic move to reverse a decision that I reported on a few weeks ago. Hold the line. I hope this sets a concrete precedent. Then we dive off into everyone's favorite subject, cancel culture. We'll explore the complexities of the John Gruden and Dave Chappelle situations tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live. Thank you for tuning in tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live. I'm your host, Cajun Libertarian. So, with a potential housing market crash, we need to be prepared. If you're in South Louisiana or close areas, here's the best way that you can do that. Lower Province, K2 Realty. Your home is your sanctuary. As a second-generation real estate agent, Lower Province knows the difference, or I'm sorry, the importance of helping her clients Navigate through the home buying and or selling process. Whether you're buying your first home, a second investment property, or seeking a dream retirement residence, you will have a seamless experience with K2 Realty. So check out Laura Province. She's amazing and she's there for you. Thank you, Laura, for sponsoring the show. Now, without further ado, let's bring on Nicole Schultz who's running for lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, and she is the key to Joe Soloski's success. Nicole Schultz. (laughs) I am the key to his success. He, (laughs) Poor Joe. He's the butt of all the jokes. (laughs) It happens. Uh, Joe is a phenomenal human being. Um, I, I love Joe so much, but there's no way he wins governorship of pennsylvania without you nicole so tell us i i wholeheartedly agree with that he needs me in his corner (laughs) right 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 for sure so tell us uh what exactly we can do we're going to get into uh you know a little bit in it here in a few minutes on how exactly that you can help us to uh help you but there are some things that we talked about that you have a very passionate um, stance on a couple of those things, or one of those things is wasteful spending, which I'm hearing a lot from libertarians, which is very valid because that's what we do as a government in the United States. We, we spend a ridiculous amount of money. None of it is allocated to, allocated to the right places, and it's all pocketed or spending in the wrong direction. So how can we alleviate some of that wasteful spending in the state of Pennsylvania? Well, in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of wasteful spending. Um, One of the things that, uh, one of the main issues is um, 
the teacher's retirement fund. Um, Pennsylvania spent a $2 million to lose a million dollars in investments. Um, they have the FEC and the Securities Exchange and a few other agencies now looking into them because they have all these um, spendings, expenditures that one, they can't explain, and two, why they let a brokerage firm lose a million dollars of their money without firing them. I, I, I'm sorry if that was my personal money and wow. my broker lost a million dollars, you'd be gone. I'd be finding me somebody else to work with. And they didn't. They left them in that position um, and they even paid them more. Uh, so that's just one of the areas. Another one of the areas, um, with COVID, Pennsylvania was issued um, federal funds, just like any other state. Um, some of those federal funds were allocated for housing. So for rent rebate, for rent um, help, they also did for um, mortgage help. But in order to get that help, Pennsylvania added on all these other stipulations where you had to file for unemployment if you were eligible for unemployment and a bunch of other stuff. But then they made it impossible for these people to file for these things. Um, unemployment was a mess for months. Uh, I know personally I couldn't file for unemployment until like June or July when they finally opened it up to small business owners um, that they shut down. Um, so instead of making it easy for these people to get the money to get them through the pandemic and the shutdowns, they made it impossible and then they allocated $103 million of that money to the corrections um, budget to fill a gap in their budget. And it's like, wait a minute, that money was never for them. It wasn't allocated to them. Why are we giving it to them? Um, so Pennsylvania, yeah. the way they spend money drives me insane. They don't have a revenue problem. Pennsylvania gets enough revenue from everything it has. It's got a surplus. It just doesn't know how to spend it because people making those decisions either don't know what they're doing, they don't care, or they just want to fill holes. Right. And that's a huge thing of what I've been talking about lately because there's a lot of news coming out that X doesn't have the correct monetary funding or why doesn't um, have the correct monetary funding in a specific department. That is a lie. Not just in Pennsylvania, that's uh, nationwide. We have the correct funding for these uh, resources to allocate if we allocated them properly. That's the issue. And that's where you're putting a big paramount on it. And, and unfortunately, it's not very sexy for a lot of people. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we can allocate our resources, our taxes properly into where they're supposed to go, then we would see a lot far less taxes and we would we, we would see a lot more government efficacy. And that's true. I, I think if people actually I'm I'm one that follows the money, I follow the money because the money will lead me to wherever it wherever Wherever it leads me, that's where I want to go. And sometimes it's not pretty. Um, and I think people forget that. I think people forget that politicians, while they are spouting at you the right things and what you want to hear, what they're doing behind closed doors 
is not always what they say they're going to do. Like, you know, they were coming on the news every day saying, you know, we will make sure you get this money. We'll make sure that you, during the shutdown, that we take care of this, the citizens of Pennsylvania. And But when you look down through what they actually did, they just made it worse. You know, we still have people in Pennsylvania who are still owed unemployment from last year because they never got it and they're still fighting to get it. And Pennsylvania's like, well, you only got two more weeks to figure this out. Um, it's not their fault. You know, they didn't make it impossible. You made it impossible. So, is that Joe? That's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe. How did I know that was Joe? Joe Solosky. Hey, Joe, you, you know I'll make a better governor than you. <laughs> That's the only appropriate response. Yes, indeed. I love Joe. I love Joe, but Joe. I love I love Joe to death too, but I also love picking on him because yes, it's just exactly. so easy. <laughs> so easy. And well deserved. Joe, you are the man, but uh Nicole Schultz is the key to your success. And Nicole and Joe are both the key to Pennsylvania's success. I have to ask you about um, your wall back there. <laughs> your my, my canning wall. And I just, right before we got on here, I was finishing up apples that, because it's, it's the last of the apple season. Uh, we just picked, I think I have two bushels left of apples to do. So if you hear popping in the background, it's canning lids popping. And that's always a good sign. But that wall behind me is um, my business. I own Ugly Acres, and we make homemade jams and jellies and fudge and toffee, and we use the fruit from our farm or other local farms to make our jams and jellies. We're also Pennsylvania preferred, which means we use things grown in Pennsylvania. Um, nine, I think they want, I think it's 90, I may be wrong on this, so if I am, I'm sorry, but I think it's 92% of what you put in that jar has to be made in Pennsylvania or grown in Pennsylvania. So um, lucky for us, we we hit that mark. Um, that's one of the good programs that Pennsylvania has. They do the Pennsylvania Preferred Project. I fully endorse that. Um, they get around to all the local farmers. They try to get the farmers into the Pennsylvania Preferred because without our Pennsylvania farmers, we're not going to have a whole lot of food or if the food that we do have will um, come from other areas and we, we want the Pennsylvania farms to succeed. So, you know, yes. anything that we can do, um, they added a new section to Pennsylvania preferred this year. Um, and that's the veterans preferred. So if you're from Pennsylvania and you're a veteran and you have a farm or you have a business that falls in their category, um, then you get your nice little banner and your logo and we get first dibs on some shows. Um, for one of the, um, one of the reason, one of the ways to get into the local farm show or Pennsylvania state farm show, which is in Harrisburg, um, is, um, to be part of PA preferred. And I saw Morgan just said, no farms, no food. We actually, right. one of our, one of our, um, Slogans is um, farming because starvation sucks. So mm. we have that on a lot of our stuff. We have t-shirts coming out with that now soon, um, coming out soon with that too. So, and we have um, pins that say 
farming because starvation sucks. So as you can see, farming is near and dear to my heart. Um, my grandparents own farms. Levi's, my husband's parents owned a farm. Um, I think his brother, um, one of his brothers um, raises cattle because we get a cow from, or half a cow from him almost every year. So, oh, wow. yes. And let What's me tell that? you, when you get, when you know where your meat is coming from, it makes it so much better. Um, and so we get that from his brother. Um, and one of the things too about farming is there's so many regulations on farming that we need to get rid of. Um, you have to use, um, certain butchers. Um, you can't just go to your, your neighborhood butcher. It has to be USDA certified butcher, um, to butcher cattle, pig, whatever. And those butchers are getting harder and harder to find. So these local farmers who have heads of cattle or herds of pig, whatever, and they go to have them butchered, we can't because you're backed up waiting for a butcher to clear their, their schedule or to hire somebody to help. Um, we need to open that up so we can get more people out there and more food out there. Um, the food um, supply chain, I, we all saw that during the pandemic and a lot of people were like, well, I don't understand why certain farmers can't get rid of their food. Well, you've got two chains, um, one that goes to consumers and one that goes to restaurants and businesses and schools and stuff like that. Those aren't interchangeable just because of the equipment that's used to process that food. Um, um, like when I buy sugar from my business, I buy it in a 50 pound bag that comes from a different processing plant that processes the same sugar that you buy in the grocery store that might come in a 10 pound or five pound or two pound bag. So it all depends on their pot processing equipment. And that, that was one of the biggest downfalls during the pandemic was there's no crossover. There's no way to reset the, that equipment to make it so it's available for consumers. So what a lot of restaurants in Pennsylvania did was they were buying it in bulk and they were breaking it down and saying, okay, I have this at my restaurant. I have, you know, flour, I have sugar, whatever it is that they had that they broke down so that people could go in and buy it because we were, our shelves were empty and we're coming back into that. Now our shelves are empty because we have the longshoreman right. strike and all of our stuff is sitting in the middle of an ocean. You know, we're all worried about nurses and doctors getting vaccines and let's put the National Guard in there to, you know, to help so we can fire nurses. How about we leave the nurses and doctors alone because they know what the hell they're doing? How about we put them out there, put the National Guard out at the ports and let's get our product and let's get our supplies into the United States so we don't completely crash our economy because that's where we're headed. That's a phenomenal. Seems, sorry, go ahead. That's just and, a freaking, that's a phenomenal point because nobody's yes, exactly spot on. Nobody's thinking about that. It's like, I, I, it, it's almost like they want our economy to crash more than it already has. You're hurting yep. everybody. You know, we have vehicles where the prices are going sky high because the chip they need is sitting in a boat in the ocean. You know, yep. my jars, my canning jars are sitting in a boat in the ocean. Let's get this stuff on shore so we can run our businesses the way we need to run our businesses and let's stop playing dumb. You know, leave the doctors and nurses alone. They have done a phenomenal job and I might be biased because my daughter's a nurse, 
but I'm allowed to be because she's an amazing nurse. All of those doctors and all of those nurses kept us alive for how long? And now all of a sudden we want to shit on them? Huh? Leave them alone. Put the National Guard at the ports. Let's get this product into the United States. Yeah, well, we have to first start off with it. <laughs> I don't even know how else to say it better than you just did. It, it, we have to leave the hospital staff alone and let them do their jobs. Yes. That the entire media was calling heroes for 18 months, and now we're applauding them being terminated and, and fired and canceled from their jobs? Yeah. No way. We have far more important issues exactly like what you're just talking about. And I love the fact that you just outlined that and was able to relate it to the farming industry in that we have all these cargo ships just waiting out at dock. They can't do anything. They can't put in the supplies that are needed for farmers and for everyone else. But we're focused on making sure that we fire hospital staff yeah. in the middle of a novelty uh, virus. Yeah. And, and there's no sense to it. I'm sorry, but those doctors and those nurses have had more education than I have. They have more education than you have. They know what they're doing. Leave them alone. Let them do what they do. You know, if, if somebody goes to the hospital with a heart attack or somebody goes to the hospital with a compound fracture, whatever it is, there, th those lives are now at risk because somebody high up decided to be stupid. Right. It's as simple as that. You're putting American lives at risk because you decide to be stupid. You know, it, it comes down. I realize that they're doing it because they want everybody vaccinated, but that's not the way to do it. You Nope. You can put the information out there, and if people are going to get vaccinated, they're going to get vaccinated. You start forcing people to do something they don't want to do, that's when you have issues. Then when you start firing people because they won't do what you want them to do, we're going to have bigger issues. This, you know, this is the United States of America. We have yep. choices. We are allowed to make decisions for ourselves. So how about you let us do that? Some of us have more education than the people who are making these decisions. Some of us don't. But that's the society that we chose to live in where we have those freedoms. Yep. Yep. And we should embrace those freedoms and we should embrace each uh, other's specificity when it comes to our career fields and trust each other and, and just make sure that first and foremost, we're doing what we can to make sure that our specific communities are taken care of. And that's obviously not what's happening according to the media. Right. But I just, I fight that so much because there's people like you, Nicole, that are out here literally out in front of people running for Lieutenant governor that are saying these things that matter the most. So other than www.nicoleschultz.com, how can we help you? There is no C in that. So it's N-I-C-O-L-E-S-H-U-L-T-Z.com. Thank you. I literally messed that up. You, in the everybody spells it wrong. I get it. 
Um, I spelled but, it right the whole time up until now, of course. Yes. <laughs> I just saw that and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to send them to my website. No. Um, it is NicoleSchultz.com. So no C after the S, S-H-U-L-T-Z. Um, you know what? You can you can go to our Facebook page and, you know, interact with, with us. Um, most of the time it is me answering the Facebook page, but I do have quite a few people who help out with it. Um, if, if I'm busy doing this over here, cause this does take up a lot of my right. time, um, especially yeah, yeah. during, especially during fruit season. Oh my God. I, you know, I haven't watched the news. I haven't turned on the TV. I lied to turn on the TV the other day, but it was, <laughs> I, I wanted to, I was listening to a podcast about the West Memphis three so I wanted to I wanted to watch the documentary on it, and I ended up falling asleep during it. So I have to watch it again because um, I'm I'm really fascinated by um, people who have been railroaded, you know, by the cops or by the feds or whatever. Um, who isn't? So I I did turn it on for them, but I typically I'm too busy to watch TV or do anything else. Um, so I can imagine if if sometimes my um, campaign manager christine will answer um sometimes she'll just shoot me a message and say hey there's this you need to go talk to this person or whatever um so we have a few different people i do not do twitter at all um one of my media relations team does twitter that's a valid stance twitter is a cesspool so um i've never i've never been really big on twitter i and not even sure I can open it up on my phone, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it's on there. I think I see the little bird pop up every now and then. Um, so, you know, um, but I do have I do have a great team um, and they all work wonderful. So most sometimes you'll you'll get an answer straight from me. Sometimes you might get one from one of my um, team. So but talk to us, tell us what's bothering you, tell us what we can do to help you. Um, if you're in a farming community or if you own a farm, if you own a business, whatever it is, if there's something in Pennsylvania that's keeping you from doing your job efficiently, we need yeah. to know that so we can fix that. There are, uh, there are a lot of laws out there that are really stupid, especially in the dairy industry. Um, like if you, when you set up your dairy farm, you're only allowed to sell your milk to one one company. You can't sell it to two unless you have two separate herds of cattle. You have two separate sets of milking equipment. You have two set, separate sets of holding tanks. I'm like, what is the reason for that? It's it's milk. What's it matter? So, you know, um, so let us know. You know, let us know what we can do to help you to fix whatever we can fix to make your lives easier because that's what this is about. It's about lowering the taxes. It's about making your lives easier, getting government out of where government doesn't need mm -hmm. to be. There are some regulations. I get it. I understand. We have to be careful with our food supply. Totally get it. I, I, you know, I'm in a manufacturing business. I manufacture food. I understand some of it, but some of it is just downright stupid. Yep. Yep. Most of it is. What's the name of your uh, Facebook page? Um, for um, the campaign is Nicole Schultz. So you oh, okay, okay. yeah, we kept it easy. Yeah. That's now, if you want to, 
If you want to order some of the jams and jellies, that's uglyacres.com. Uglyacres.com? Yes, it's U-G-L-I-E. We spelled it wrong just because we can. <laughs> I love it because that's something that I would do. Uglyacres.com. Go to Nicole, uh, or, sorry, NicoleSchultz.com for the campaign. Uglyacres.com to support the small business, which I am super, super in support of. So, I'll feed you. Don't for, worry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Something crazy with my uh, my comment section here. Um, Is it yeah, Joe? Ugly. No, it, it, it's it's something going on with my end right here. I was, I was trying to say, no, just blame it on Joe. Yes, we're doing that. Okay, so the reason I can't post uglyacres.com to uh, half of my sites is because of Joe Soloski, J O E S O L O S K I O S K I.com. Joe Soloski, who is only the key to Pennsylvania's success. Because Nicole Schultz is the key to Joe Soloski's success. Any last words before we uh, get off of here, Nicole? Thank you so much. I just want to thank you for allowing me to come on to your podcast. I had fun. Um, and if you're in Pennsylvania and you want to chat, just hit us up on Facebook. Um, go to our website. I'm not sure if the web the website will take you to the Facebook page. Um, but I don't know that the website is set up to do um, interactive chat. I know it's set up to do emails. Um, and the emails will probably go to my campaign manager and then get forwarded to me because, you know, that's just how that works. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets to weed out everything I don't need to see. So um, <laughs> I've got the best campaign manager, let me tell you. Um I, unfortunately, I have to share her with Joe, though. But I get pre I get I get preferential treatment from her because I'm closer. <laughs> she lives like two minutes from me. Um, That's awesome. Yes. So you know, if if there's nice. something that you really really need to talk about, please contact us. We'll do what we can, and hopefully, in a few years, we'll be sitting in the. I like to call it the big house in Harrisburg, but then everybody's like, you're going to prison. I'm like, oh, have you been in politics? Cause it's a prison. Yeah. Well, no, 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 it's not because you have the op opportunity to make change, which you are going to do. And you have the option of opting out of it, which I hope that you don't do. Because you know you're going to make a massive difference. I am in this for the long haul. Um, and you know, I just became treasurer for the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania, so I have that now, too. Um, I wouldn't have put myself in all of these positions with inside the Libertarian Party if I wasn't in this for the long haul. So you, I'm here. Hopefully I will be there Amen. for four years or eight years or however long it takes that we can change it. Um, Pennsylvania has the most Libertarians elected. We have 150 on the ballot for this November. Um, I'm one of them. I'm actually going for an auditor position in my local township. Um, so hopefully here within the next few weeks, Pennsylvania will have over 200 elected libertarians in office. I expect and suspect that that will happen. 
because this is going to be a big year, and Pennsylvania is absolutely trailblazing for the liberty movement, and that's because of leaders like you and Joe Soloski. Thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on the show. I can't wait to hear from you again as we get closer to the election and we find out that you are going to be the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Thank you very much. There'll be a big party. You're invited. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll be there in March, apparently, um, and I can't wait, although it will be a little bit cold for me anyway. Um, Yeah, March in Williamsport. March in Williamsport is probably going to be at least in the 30s or 40s, so bring a heavy coat. Yuck. But I'll be there and having fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Nicole. You are amazing. NicoleSchultz.com, Joe Soloski. Go check them out. It's time for Pennsylvania to elect libertarians and brilliant people like Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. You're awesome. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right, bye. Yes, amazing Nicole Schultz, what she's doing for, I mean, really, I hope Joe Soloski is still watching. He says, great running mate. I say, switch positions. Joe, you be the running mate and let Nicole be running for governor. Anyway, don't take advice from me because I've never ran a political campaign. I'm just saying, Nicole sounds smarter than Joe. So, I'm very happy and very proud to have Nicole running for Lieutenant Governor with Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania Governor. The key to Pennsylvania's success. He doesn't pay me for that ad, but I do it because I love PA and I see what's happening there. And because of what Nicole is doing, we are going to make some massive strides in the libertarian movement, the liberty movement, more specifically in the state of Pennsylvania. Let's check some comments. Uh, Joe, he is upset, and he should be, because I have told him repeatedly to put an icon on his YouTube, and yet is still a J. He promised me he would do that. He hasn't done it. So, Joe, put an icon, man. We need to see your face. I'll show it for everybody because you're too lazy to do it yourself. There he is, Joe, the bearded glory of libertarian success in Pennsylvania. I'm just kidding, Joe. You know I love you so much. You are fantastic. Uh, you are an amazing candidate, and you are you and Nicole are just trailblazing. Yeah, I still need to do that. Yes, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> oh, man, I, I go too hard sometimes. Yes, she is fantastic. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on the show. Absolutely amazing. And invest in her jelly biz, right? Because that's what we do. Jelly and jam. Uh, it, it, Small business. Doesn't matter what the small, small business is. We do the thing. So vote for Joe and Nicole, mainly Nicole. Joe's just lucky enough to tag along, but also buy some jelly and jams from Nicole. I imagine that if you can get them, those orders in soon, she might be able to 
get them to you prior than what's coming down from the mailing industry, which is ridiculous. Um, UPS, USP, USPS, really. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that tonight. Gotcha, Noel. Thank you, Joe. Yes, please fix your icon. I love Joe Soloski very much. I pick on him because I feel comfortable and safe to do so, and he deserves it because he's a phenomenal human being. Joe Soloski for Governor Nicole Schultz for, for Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. Moving on. Fantastic, fantastic interview. Thank you, Nicole. Just outstanding. So, let's get into what we have for the rest. By the way, um, tonight won't be as long as Monday night, which was freaking two hours, an hour and 50 minutes. I have no idea how I did that, to be honest with you. There was that much content that happened over the weekend and that much that I wanted to get out. I had no idea that I was going to be able to spend two hours, one hour and 52 minutes um, right here by myself with y'all engaged the entire time. Incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you, Morgan. That show was great. Um, I am going to do my best to keep it going. I don't think I'll have any troubles as far as is the fact that um, there's so much news and content that comes out every day. I could do this every day. I could do this. That's how much is coming down the wire. But I'm not doing it every day. I am doing it today. Because we need to focus on what's happening today. So, with that being said, thank you, Nicole, who is a major asset to Pennsylvania and the Liberty Movement there. You know who else can be an asset? Me. That was weird, but it's true. Me. I can be a great asset in keeping your house free of pests. Insect and pest management. Call us right now. 1-800-417-6013. I run almost all of Mississippi. My boss runs the lower half. We also co cover the lower half of Louisiana and Alabama. So give us a call. Small business. Small business. Me and one guy. Small. So help us out and let us help you out with Insectum Pest Management. Now, let's get to the rest of the episode. Cancel culture is tonight's target of my opening monologue. Yes, that's right. The beloved cancel culture. Or as some have decided to ignorantly describe it as accountability culture, which is a blatant and disgusting disregard for the truth. Allow me to dissect exactly why this revolutionary and yes, new philosophy has taken root in our social construct. The idea that conservatives and liberals have been dabbling in cancel culture or decades is simply a lie. Cancel culture in 2021 in, and in recent years is defined by me 
as targeting specific targeting specific individuals for ideas or actions that actually pose no threat to any people or people groups. It is targeting people in viciously over ideas or thoughts that quote unquote cancel culture doesn't align with. That ideology is rooted in toxicity and yes, Marxism, a stringent goal of divide and conquer slash thought police. This is a far cry from, say, trying to have rock and roll music limited so that kids don't listen to it. Cancel attempt? Yes. Cancel culture? Absolutely not. So what is cancel culture of 2021 actually rooted in? Bitterness, toxicity, and ruthless revenge. I once heard a quote that resonated with me on a profound level. Bitterness is like ingesting poison and hoping the other person dies. The fact is that no matter how many people get fired or lose their livelihood over a disagreement of thought, the appetite of this quote-unquote culture is never satisfied. It is a cancerous tumor that has no resolute in end goal or end goal. It is simply kill and destroy with complete disregard for dissenting thought, opinion, or any ability to express your opinion if it doesn't align with certain political beliefs. It is solely based upon being vindictive, vengeful, immature, extremely bitter, and that is absolutely cancerous. Take it or leave it. That's just a thought. Now, let's get to our segments. First up, If you're looking to find a small business that values you as a person, regardless of your ideological belief system, check out Fierce Luxury by Ashley. It's FierceLuxuryByAshley.com. FierceLuxuryByAshley.com. Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store. And you can check them out online at FierceLuxuryByAshley. That's FierceLuxuryByAshley.com. By Ashley.com. So let's get to it. First up, we're going to talk about Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, the closer, evoked sharp pushback by various groups. I am trying something different tonight. I'm working with two screens as opposed to my computer screen and a cell phone. So I'm going to be clicking back in between my notes and this screen here where I'm checking your comments, which by the way, I will always throw as many possible comments up on the screen as possible. I said that as possible. So, Let's get into what happened exactly with Dave Chappelle. First off, nothing, nothing happened with Dave Chappelle. He's not canceled. This guy seems to be immune to this stuff, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm totally for it. Uh, If you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's 
The Chappelle Show, which is the greatest, hands down, greatest sketch comedy art and in, in, in entertainment of all time. He had exactly two seasons. I'm not going to go into a bunch of this because I can just direct you to Spike and Matt's show, Muddy Waters of Freedom on Muddy Waters Media last year that was happening. And yeah, they broke it down so freaking well. Uh, much better than I could break it down. But let's talk a little bit about some of the things that happened with Dave Chappelle. Chappelle, the closer evokes sharp pushback from various groups. The Closer is the new Netflix special that Dave Chappelle just did. The comedian has a history of making jokes about the LBTQ community, which is missing apparently several letters and numbers, I'm not sure, but people within the libertarian community approved by certain people within our community called the GSMs very much, much better much simpler, gender and sexual minorities, GSM. He was criticized in the past for referring to them as the alphabet people in his special Sticks and, tone, sticks and Stones. Oh, yep, not surprised. Back in 2006, or I'm sorry, back in 2017, <clears throat> excuse me, he took shots at switching up pronouns and said the community was displacing the conversation about race in the United States. So what we have is an activist upon which he has placed a high value on and he's done a ton of work for in the black community. And what he is saying, his feelings, which apparently that's what we're going by in 2021. So if that's the uh, overall hauling denomination is how we feel, then he is valid. That's a fact. If those are the standards, if it is based upon solely emotion and how we feel and react to certain situations, then what he says is valid because he is a black man in the United States, and that shouldn't be taken lightly, especially since he has put such a priority on his activism and his movement in his voice, and it has been profound. The major issue he has with the community is that gay people are minorities until they need to be white again. Take it or leave it however you want to respond to that. There's going to be a lot of different responses to that. I personally don't know how I really feel about that. So I'm going to leave it alone. I just put it out there so that you guys could hear it because that's a direct quote from him. And the most recent special that made its debut October 5th, Chappelle said he wanted to address the LG, the GSM community directly. He referenced rapper Baby, who he says was canceled for comments he made about HIV AIDS at a concert. The comedian pointed out that the rapper allegedly shot a man in Walmart. The baby confirmed he was involved in the fatal shooting of a teen, but local police have not yet released the name of the shooter in the incident. Chappelle says, in our country, 
You can shoot and kill a man, but you'd better not hurt a gay person's feelings. He did not use the word man there. Just saying. If you didn't know. I will not repeat the word that he used. Uh, here's another fun fact. Anybody can use the N-word. Results may vary. So, tread lightly. Or don't. And maybe you get punched in the mouth. As you probably should. If you decide to use that word in a derogatory sense towards black people. So, in our country, you can shoot and kill a man. But you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. This is an issue. This is a real issue, and we're gonna we're gonna dive off in this uh, uh, as we go on throughout tonight's episode, which is not gonna be very much longer at all. Um, we'll flesh a little of this out. Despite Chappelle saying he's never had a problem with gay or transgender people, and just a problem with the inability to laugh together. The backlash came fast and hard. However, the backlash did not result in him getting canceled. Netflix has recently stood by and said, we're not going to cancel Dave Spell for artistic freedoms. And I agree with that. I agree with it. Here's the thing. In order to move through certain cultural wars, as we are deep off in right now, there's some things that we have to agree upon so that we can move past some of this stuff. One of the things that we need to agree upon is that everybody can be joked about. Everybody. There's no reason that you can't be joked about. Whoever you is, that's irrelevant. That's comedy. And we need to have fun with that. That's a great comment, Morgan. Thank you. Comedy is the best bridge for uncomfortable conversations. Here's the other part of that as we move on. When you are willing to accept uh, comedic insult. Let's call it. That, that's wrong because it's not really an insult, is it? There's not many people in 2021 that are going to absolutely chastise you in a sincere way because you're transphobic, homophobic, black, white, gay, straight, or whatever adjective that actually doesn't matter. And none of it matters. All that matters, like I said earlier this week, in regards to specifically immutable characteristics, all that matters is that you're a good person. None of the thing, none of these things make you a good or bad person. They just help define who you are. It is your choice. To be in action of being a good or bad pure person. No matter what label that we have. None of that is relevant to your impact on society. 
not a whole impact, not a valuable impact. It may have a, uh, a short impact because people may recognize you for the word or label of the day. But you don't have a long-lasting impact by these irrelevant labels. Fact. The way you have an impact is by caring for people. And by showing them that you love them. And that you care about them. Nobody cares what you have to say unless you show that you care. That transcends all labels. I don't care at all if you're trans, black, gay, white, straight. None of it matters. It's irrelevant. Because if you're a shitty human being, I don't care what you have to say. At all. Now, the definition of what is or isn't a shitty human being is really kind of what's on uh, on trial right now. Again, your actions, my actions, are what determine that, not your labels. People are given a pass for being all of these quote-unquote uh, marginalized communities. Just because they do a thing or they are a, a way irrelevant. You're not given a pass just because you're quote unquote marginalized. Not in my mind at all. You're also not judged because of that in my mind at all. I judge you and everybody should be judging each other. On the basis of, are you a good human being? Period. Whether you think Dave Chappelle is or isn't a good human being, the fact is that he's not going to be canceled. For whatever reason, I don't know. And I don't care. Because Chappelle has a great voice and a great impact in various certain specifics of his messaging. And this is one of them that if we can't laugh at every single person, we're doomed. If you're so narcissistic that you can't be made fun of, you're the fucking problem. All right. Sorry. Shouldn't have Drop the F word there. That is narcissism. This is just disgusting. If you think that you're above being made fun of because of whatever reason, then you're the problem and you are the toxic culture. Everyone should be made fun of. And we should all embrace it and have fun with it. You are not excluded. Nobody's special. Oh. It's utterly into it's, it's it's the equivalent of like my toddler. My toddler can't keep uh, it doesn't want to be made fun of. That's your mental equivalence. 
If you think that you're above being poked at and having fun with comedically, then you have the mental capacity of a toddler. Get mad. I don't care. I'm done with this. I'm sick of this. This cancel culture is disgusting. Grow up. Grow a spine and grow up. Speaking of, John Gruden's emails. Let's talk about that for a minute. League officials uncovered... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I am trying to quit smoking cigarettes. I have transitioned to vaping. Um, I'm still mixing the two of them. But I really, really, really hate smoking all things. Oh, cigarettes. Um, and cannabis. Uh, I rather get away from that as well but it helps me so medicinally i need to find a better way to use cannabis but i can't because mississippi just all right john gruden right just staying with cancel culture before we end the show tonight league officials uncovered the scandalous John Gruden emails as a part of a workplace misconduct investigation the former washington football team Washington Redskins, gross, petty, childish. Washington football team president Bruce Allen. They were not focused specifically on Gruden, who was not in the league at the time. Now, I want you to keep in mind that none of these emails were meant to be uncovered on John Gruden. This was an investigation into the former president of the Washington Redskins. That's what this was. They, being the left-wing media, stumbled across some John Gruden emails that they didn't like. And John Gruden is an NFL, or was, an NFL sweetheart, and so they took their shots. Now let's keep going. And they won. They won. It's disgusting. They were not focused specifically on Gruden, who was not in the league at the time. He had already come under fire for using an apparently racist trope against NFL players, Association Executive Executive Director Damara Smith in a 2011 email to Allen. Gruden at the time was serving as color analyst on Monday Night Football. Here's the thing about that. It actually wasn't racist. It's perceived as racist and on its face sounds racist, but you can't actually call it racist. You can't call him like rubber lips or his lips were bigger than something or another. We'll get into it later. White people got big lips. And by the way, not that I would use that terminology, but you're talking about the executive director of the NFL Players Association, which is a union and is garbage. The NFL Players Association is responsible for half of the freaking downfall of the NFL. It's trash. It's a union. <laughs> 
So his critiques and his disdain and honest disgust for whoever the executive director or director is at the time of being that said role of the NFL's Players Association is valid because it's a union and it's trash. It's garbage. They are single-handed. The NFLPA is single-handedly ruining the NFL. If you want to really know, if you're conservative, Republican, you know, I'm so mad about the social justice. Blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with the players. It has nothing to do with the coaches. It has nothing to do with the NFL branding. This is all from the union. If you're upset that they're not doing enough, then you are upset with the union. Period. It's disgusting trash. Anyway. I don't know about uh, the actual role or things that were done by the uh, the executive director of the union, the players' union at that time, but it's a union. Gross and disgusting. All right. Here's what... The article is saying Gruden used racist, sexist, homophobic, and transphobic language in the emails, which the Times reported dated from 2010 to 2018. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything that wasn't a decade old. A decade old. Gruden also reportedly exchanged emails with Allen and others that included photos of women, women wearing only bikini bottoms. One photo reported reportedly including two Washington football teams. Give me one second while I fix this, what's going on right here. All right, my bad. Got it. So Gruden also reportedly exchanged emails with Allen and others that included photos of women women wearing only bikini bottoms. One photo reportedly including two Washington football cheerleaders. I don't even know why the, it, I was going to wait a little bit till we got to this, but this is private emails. Is this what we want? Is this the society that we want? That your emails are searched through from a, your private emails from a decade ago. An appetite that is never satisfied. And is horribly cancerous and wrong. No matter, it doesn't matter how offended you are or someone is about what he said in the emails. 
This is a horrible precedent that is being set here. You're talking about somebody that it, it was a, a huge, would have been a Hall of Fame coach within the NFL. Um, not now. Whole entire career crushed because of private emails 10 years ago. Yes, Joe Vasquez, you're exactly right. But I have to highlight this because there are a lot of people in our movement that back this kind of action. I've I've seen prominent libertarians talk about this is accountability culture. Get bent. No, it's not. This is destructive, annihilistic behavior that is solely rooted in vindictiveness and bitterness. And it has nothing to do with actually what happened. It's all because they found a reason to be upset. It's immature. It's it, 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 not based in any logic or intellect or maturation that a grown human being should have resulted in the process of. None whatsoever. This is incredibly toxic. Incredibly toxic. Morgan Dow, perfect. You found it offensive? I found it funny. That's why I'm happier than you. Ricky Gervais. Didn't know that quote. Love that quote. Yes, exactly. It is a cancer. And it needs to be eradicated immediately. With the same resolve that these people want to cancel folks for private emails a decade ago. We need to have that sort of diligence in squashing this and stomping this out. Because there is no good that results results from cancel culture. None. Not one ounce of healthy, good, promotional spirituality, individuality, or health, spiritual health. None. Not at all. This is completely destructive. All right. Anyway, let's let, let's move on and let's let's go ahead and and get through with this right an hour. <clears throat> uh, Gruden talks a lot here, and I'm not going to go into all the things that he said. He also criticized President Barack Obama in 2020-12. and then he called Vice President at that time Joe Biden a nervous, clueless P to the double S Y and Hey, look, I like that statement, but that really kind of speaks to why we're talking about this right now. Is it not? Be honest. Be honest. It's because the Marxist liberals, the 2021 liberals, they're not liberals. Stop calling them liberals. They're not liberals. They're Marxist progressives. They're not liberals. I'm friends with liberals. They don't act like this. Because they believe in liberty. Liberals. Liberty. These aren't liberals. These are progressive authoritarianists. Progressive authoritarians. Anyway, that's probably the most biggest. I mean, also, by the way, don't forget that Time Magazine was the one that uncovered, quote unquote, 
the emails from John Gruden, which, by the way, the investigation had nothing to do with him. But somehow he makes the headline. This is incredible. All right, moving on. Gruden's response. I do know this. At that point in my life, 11 years ago or 10 years ago, I am sure I vented a little bit with my friends about certain things. Gruden told The Athletic on Friday after the email became public. I know at that time the collective bargaining agreement was charging. Or I'm sorry, it was changing. There was a blackout going on, a lockout going on, or the threat of a lockout, if I can remember. I probably looked at uh, Smith as the villain who was the union executive director at the time. Maybe not a villain, but close. Unions. Oh, my God. And I was really upset. I was really upset that there was going to be a lockout. I felt that uh, Gene Upshaw would have never allowed that to happen, former executive director. Uh, I didn't feel like we were getting the truth. I refer to guys when I see them lying, and I can tell they're lying. I refer to them as rubber lips, which is his thing for somebody that had big lips or whatever. I went too far calling him the Michelin lips. I had ne- I never had a blade of racism in me. I was just pissed and used a terrible way to insult a guy. I called him. I have reached out to him and will reach out continually and keep on trying. Now, with all that being said, if you have never played sports, that's okay. I can completely empathize and sympathize with how these words that were not great, they weren't, they're pretty terrible, came across. Here's the facts. I have spent from five years old to 16 years old playing multi-sports. I lived a youth of locker room. And then at 16, I switched schools to a Louisiana school that was a prominent baseball school, an elite baseball school, where the coach wouldn't allow you to multi-sport. So I had to play baseball only. So the only reason I bring that up is from 5 to 16 years old, I multi-sported at a high level. If you think this is offensive locker room talk, You've never set foot in a locker room. Not once. This, I read the emails. I'm not going to repeat them. I'll get banned and kicked off. And people may hate me. I don't care about people hating me. But I want to continue to spread spread the liberty message. This is PG. I read all of it. Every word that he, let me make something clear. Maybe not this Saturday and Sunday because of the John Gruden situation, but the past Saturday and Sunday, every word that was used in the email has been used and was used and will be used at great length in way worse context on the field this weekend. So don't act like you're being some virtue 
signaling a great hero of any of these demographics. It's trash. It's total garbage. If you heard the locker room talk that they still participate in, and worse when I was going through it, guess what? We had a spine. We got through it. Massive, horrible racism. Homophobia, transphobia, every phobia that you can possibly imagine. And there were reasons for it to get inside people's heads. And that's why they're going to do it Saturday and Sunday. Because I'm going to call you whatever I want to call you while I'm on the field so that I can do a better job because I'm more mentally stable than you. That's the foundation. People that don't get offended by it are more mentally stable than the people that do. Now, that doesn't excuse the language being used, right? It doesn't mean I condone it, especially in natural circumstances. Setting the natural life aside, the locker room in the field of sports is a totally different beast. Totally different. And they're going to use all of the words that were in his emails, plus worse, in the worst of contexts. What's today? Wednesday. Tomorrow night, Thursday night football. When they get out on the field, understand that every word that you think is offensive will be used in way worse context than you could ever imagine. Why? Because they are trying to win a game. And they're trying to get into the other players' heads. This is disgusting garbage what they're doing. If you have this much of a problem with what John Gruden said in his emails, in his private emails, then I highly suggest that you spend all of your money and all of your time and efforts in shutting down every sports complex and every sports arena in the world. World. Or else you don't really care. Kick rocks. This is ridiculous, man. This is so childish. Grow up. We're canceling people over private emails of stuff that's said on the freaking field of that sport at great length in terrible context every weekend. But John Gruden's fired. More hypocrisy. Now, as we end the show, understand that when I started to Google this information, I looked it up and I saw, okay, 2021 NFL players, just NFL, just, just NFL, 2021 and legal lawsuits slash convictions, I found the page and I hit the button. There were about 50 convictions 
on the front page. And then there were 50 plus pages of that. So around 35 to 50 convictions in people in the NFL only that have committed all kinds of crimes, including a lot of heinous crimes. One page. And then there were 50 plus of 30 to 50 a page. This is blatant and disgusting and obvious hypocrisy that they're banking on you and me not doing the research on. Period. Fact. End of story. Because if they actually cared about what John Gruden said in his emails, then we would cancel the entire NFL and NBA and the MLB and and the MLS, the soccer league, baseball league, basketball, football. It doesn't matter what sport you like or if you don't like any of them. If If you feel that strongly about what the PG in comparison comparatively to what locker room talk is, then all sports would be canceled for all of time and every single athlete that you ever thought you cherished would go down in flames. <clears throat> Richard Sherman, 7-14-2021 DUI, domestic violence. Accused of crashing his car in a construction zone near Seattle. Trying to break into home of wife's parents. Later signed with Tampa Bay. Barcavius Mingo. 7-08-2021. Indecency with a child. Charged with indecency with a child sexual contact in Arlington, Texas. Darius Hodge. 7-4-2021. Assault. Arrested in Wake Forest, North Carolina on a warrant related to alleged assault. Of a man in May of 2019. Jaron Jones, 629, domestic violence, accused of assaulting girlfriend in Pittsburgh of separate September 19th, 2021. One of two incidents in a month. Allison Smith, 420, battery, accused of choking a man unconscious during a confrontation in New Orleans. Tamari and Terry, 622-2021, murder. He and 10 others were indicted for gang-related violence. Uh, violence. Uh, I'm sorry, gang-related shooting at a club in Ashburn, Georgia on June 30th, 2018. Not to forget Ray Lewis, who, as I remember is still employed or collecting retirement and definitely in the Hall of Fame of the NFL. Pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice in connection with the stabbing deaths of two men in 2000. The following season, he was named NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Spare me your ridiculous In abhorrent, disgusting hypocrisy. That is a tiny list. I could go on for three hours 
over NFL players that have literally sexually abused, beaten women and children, uh, murdered people, hijacked their call. It, the, the list is unreal. But John Gruden said some things that were kind of bad for the GSM community. And so he gets canceled. And that's disgusting. What's not disgusting is video debate. You can go on video debate, who was created by the vice president, or I'm sorry, vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Mississippi, is also award winning journalist. Video debate, an app designed to give users the ability to use their God given right of free speech. To post up to three-minute videos on the topic of the day every day, Video Debate will post a question in the hopes to draw strong opinions from all sides of a range of topics, from pop culture to politics. Video Debate, Vid Debate, you can get them on Apple and Google. I am going to go ahead and end this tonight. Um, I will. I, I have a lot to talk about on California. I know that in my headlines I would talk about California, but we are... Over time, and I went a long time Monday night, so I'm going to save all of my California stuff for either Friday or Monday. And it's a lot, right? In regards to a segment, right? California is losing its mind. Newsom, oh my god, he won his uh little re election that he almost damn near lost. And now he's going buck wild. So stay tuned for that cliffhanger. A lot of stuff coming from California. A lot of what you've heard, but a lot of details, which you probably haven't. Let's end on a good note. LSU lifts the vaccine mandate at Tiger Stadium. I reported on this a couple of weeks ago where they were trying to, uh, they, they had literally told all of their fans that they could get all their season tickets and their tickets. And no worries about mandates. And then two weeks before the season started, LSU decided to rain down vaccine mandates. Well, they have lifted them now. With a consistent and significant decline in COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations across the state of Louisiana and in the Baton Rouge Rouge area, LSU will lift its COVID-19 interest protocol for football games in Tiger Stadium, beginning the Tigers' October 16th game against Florida which is this weekend. In accordance with state and campus guidelines, all guests will still be required to wear masks. Can't comment. I'll get banned. But anyway, in the indoor areas of the stadium, LSU is an outdoor stadium. I I grew up there. Phenomenal. The COVID-19, our football play this year is not. The COVID-19 rates in Louisiana have dropped dramatically across the state over the last couple of weeks, and today the state has a positivity rate below 5%, said Dr. Katherine O'Neill, chief medical officer at Our Lady of the Lake Hospital, which would be the peanut gallery. For those of you that don't know, even in the state of Louisiana, uh, Lady of the Lake, Our Lady of the Lake is a widely cherished and fantastic Hospital in accordance to the rhetoric. 
They are not. I spent a lot of time at Our Lady of the Lake. They are, just like any other government entity, delusional, inefficient, and worse, self-deprecating and horrible. Beginning October 16th, guests will no longer be required to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test upon entrance to Tiger Stadium game day testing, fast pass, pre-verification, and all other entrance-related procedures will no longer be in place, and masks will no longer be required in outdoor locations of the stadium for guests under 12 years of age. Don't wear a mask anyway. Who the is going to stop you? This is ridiculous. Stop wearing masks. Stop. Mask non-compliance is the only way out of this. Uh, Joe, I see your comment. I don't want to post it because I got to save it. We're long here, and uh, there's so much coming from California. I could do a whole episode on California alone, what's going on, but yeah, you're right. Um, Brian Sutton, Man, come on. Positivity rate has no relationship with vaccine rate. No, it doesn't. Exactly. The idea behind all of this is to conflate and muddy as much information as humanly possible so that we don't do our research and go and fact check them. Be the real fact checker. Be the real fact checker. And fact check them. That's what I'm trying to do until they shut me down. But they're not shutting me down today. And this show is, without doubt, the fastest growing podcast in the libertarian movement. And that is because of y'all. And I love you very much. Really hope I ended on some good news there. Thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on and spending her precious time on this show so that we can get Pennsylvania ironed out and get Joe Soloski and Nicole Schultz elected in the state, the great state of Pennsylvania, which I have been to now. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Like, wow. I was floored. I mean, I kind of expected it, but at the same time, what a beautiful state and a beautiful group of people specifically Within the Liberty Movement. Friday, uh, tomorrow night, we'll have Matt Wright in the writer's block on Muddied Waters Media. Friday night, there will be no Cajun and Eskimo show. Um, Eskimo needs a night off, and it is well-deserved. I will do that show either by myself or with a special guest. Who knows? I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay locked in. Uh, the Mighty Waters Media is, is shadow banned so bad it's just beyond belief. So please go like their page, follow all of their subscriptions, do the same for me because the same shadow ban hammer is coming. As I have uh promulgated to you very many times, I need your help. There's a chance that TCL, the Cajun Libertarian, will get nuked, but that is me, that's my real page. So, or I'm sorry, that's my real name. Go follow that page and let me get that blue check so that it's harder to nuke. Other than that, 
I love you very, very much. I say it every show because I mean it. I could not be here with the audience and following that I have if it wasn't for you. There's very little I've done except speak truth. You guys embrace it and you promote it. And here we are now with closing in on almost 24,000 followers on one page, 5,000 followers on another page, and a clean 2,000 on the other social medias. That's because of y'all. And this show is amazing because of y'all. I thank you. I love you. I will see you Friday night. Same Cajun time, but on the Muddied Waters Media channel exclusively. And I'm out.